Hello, hello everybody and you're welcome to another exciting episode of the Coffee and Beans podcast. My name is Adishola Balogun and on today's episode, I have the pleasure of um, having a very energetic and inspiring, charismatic entrepreneur, Lola De Adeyemi. To the Polo Adeyemi is the founder and CEO of It's Super. It's Super is a sauce and um, soup brand based in Canada and um, I'm excited to have her here because this is our first um, first interview in Nigeria. Um, so we're just going to do a deep dive into our story, how 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 it came about. She's going to tell us more about its super and um, and the plans, how it, how it's like, how it was like for for a Nigerian immigrant um, moving to Canada, setting up our own business. How how it was like. I'm really excited. So. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Shola. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. Um, yes, 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 you know, yes, yes. We've uh, postponed a few times, but yes, um, the end always justifies the means. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> how's your how's um, you've been in Nigeria now for a couple of weeks? Yes, how's that been? I mean, I love I love being back home. Yeah, I feel like being in Nigeria is my in uh, we're, we're animals too, right? <laughs> we're humans. Yeah, humans. Yeah. Uh, this is my natural habitat. Mm. Being in Africa, being home. My skin shines. I glow. You <laughs> yes, know. indeed. I'm with family. Yeah. I'm close to home. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm at. I'm, I'm happiest here, even with all the chaos. Mm. Um, sorry, no, 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 no. It's, 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 everybody knows. So, so someone said. Uh, Lagos is the kind of city where you take in small doses. Mm-hmm. So you you come to Lagos, do a month, then yeah. then go back yeah. to Sanity and come back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so I wonder what says about us is about we that we live here mm-hmm. on a, on, a, on, a, on a daily. So you're all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so how so 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 what 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 um how often how often do you come home? Well, I haven't actually been home since 2019. Okay. Uh, wow. You know the pandemic yeah. and everything. I, I traveled but I just didn't come to Nigeria. So oh, okay. so yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a while. Um so how how are, as um um first of all I know the how long how long have, have you been living in Canada? Oh. Uh about eighteen years. Wow. Wow. So obviously <laughs> you've been living in Canada before the current wave. Of... Oh yeah, way before the wave. When I was moving to Canada, everybody was like, "Where is that again? Is that <laughs> close to Australia? Don't they speak French there?" Like, yeah, the first the first yeah. time I, I heard of Canada, it was it was I heard of Canada as a French speaking country. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it was it, it was uh, what took it, to what people. what took it what took it took you to Canada? School? Well, school. Yes, right. I went as an international student, right. and I went for school. There was always ASO strike. Um, I dropped out of medical school. Oh, don't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm yeah, a medical dropout. school dropout. <laughs> I mean, that that's the, uh, you should have told me. I, I put in your, uh, she's a medical school <laughs> oh dropout. Oh my god, <laughs> put it on my label. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, you know, don't let the past define, <laughs> yeah, define your future. Of course, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. You know, we, we weren't. I don't know if you've mentioned this, but you know, yes, we come we were, a long we, way. Yes, yes. Um, Lolly and I were classmates in, <laughs> in, um, in high in, school, in, in high secondary school, school, in secondary yeah. school. So, so which which is why, I mean, I, I said it in previous episodes that I I'm I'm inspired by a lot of my friends who mm. are also on this same entrepreneurship journey. Yeah. And um, I'm just so excited to bring them on the board because I always say that if I can be inspired by their stories, then a lot more people. Um, um, can also be inspired. So, um, 
picked, so the, the okay. reason why I mentioned yeah. that was because we're both science students. Yes, and yes, so yes. we were in science class mm-hmm. and the goal was always study medicine. And be a doctor, science, be, be a, a doctor pharmacist. And all that. Yeah. Um, my brother is an engineer. My other, older brother is a doctor. You know, Jimmy, we right, went to right. school together as well. So, um, so that was the path. But um, I swayed from that path because for me, um, I wasn't the most... I realized that being in science... I would do well in school, but I wasn't the most studious person. And mm. the the amount of dedication and time it needed for me to be in medical school, right. I was just too ADHD, <laughs> OCD, whatever, ADHD to focus right. that long. I wanted to do something more exciting. Um, and I think that's what has led me to the path of actually being an entrepreneur. It's my inability to sit in one place. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think I think restlessness is is an is a is an ingredient for entrepreneur. Almost almost every entrepreneur that mm-hmm. entrepreneur that I know has that thing of, you know, you just can't stay in one place. You just feel the need to always want to create stuff. Mm-hmm. So tell us about um your your journey from you know coming to Nigeria, moving to Canada as a, as an as an as an international student. Of course, mm-hmm. f- finishing you got a job. Mm-hmm. Um, um, tell us about about how. The 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 journey was from finishing school, mm-hmm. figuring out what to do, and that evolving into what we know today as um, the business we run. Super. So, um, moving to Canada, it was basically just almost starting my life over. So I went back to university. Whose choice? Whose who's, who's choice was 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 it? If I might ask, for of Canada. Um, so Canada, my first choice actually wasn't Canada. It was the UK. The, the UK, okay. I'd actually even started applying to schools in the UK, but my cousins lived in Canada. Right. Uh, who, they're my, two of my cousins. And, um, and they said, oh, Canada is more financially, like, uh, economical, uh, when it comes to school. It wasn't even about getting your papers because it was just about like, okay. Just getting a, a proper going, quality education. A quality education you can afford. So, uh, so that's why I went there. Plus, there was going to be people that I could live with. We could, you know, at least my 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 settlement in in the foreign country would, would be, that easier. be easier. Exactly. So I moved to Canada mainly because of, of like that. my cousins being there, um, and then um, I decided to study communications and writing. Um, Sway totally. Left. I, was, I was just going to say that, that from wow. How did you go from that? I didn't even go to business. <laughs> I studied communications. And I did so well. I had an amazing rapport with my instructors. I enjoyed my time in the University of Winnipeg. You go UW, um, and um, you know, I, I I felt like I could really express myself. Mm. Um, I ha- I wrote amazing essays. I the first time I actually learned about Biafra and wars was because I was doing some research for school. Wow. Like they didn't teach us that in, in, in school. No, here. of course not. So like I just learned a lot. And but then. The reality of why our parents tell us to study medicine, engineering came to me because I'm like, okay, I finished this course now. Yes, what next? What am I gonna do with this course? So, which kind of job I go get? You know, yeah. as an international student, you, you're you're still trying to apply for a work permit. You're still you're not balanced yet, so you're thinking, okay, what kind of job am I going to get? Like with a communications degree, am I going to work at CTV News? Like, what am I going to do? And so, um, but you know, as Luck will have it. God will have it. I got a job in in the financial industry, and that's how I just kind of worked in worked financial in. industry, worked in investment, portfolio management, and that was going to be my focus but, yeah. until I heard how IT people are making money in IT. <laughs> and, you know, my restlessness yes, came now. again, and I'm like, eh, 
this is the kind of money people are making. Okay, IT is it. So I moved from investments um, to IT to tech, and I did a course, um, and I started working as a business analyst, like, um, I think sometime, like, uh, about 12 years ago, like, not long after I actually after finished, you university. finished university. Because right. the great thing about Canada is you could work while you're in university. So while I was in university, I was already working, and so I'd already had some work experience. So by 20, 2009 or so, I'd practically started working towards my job in IT and by then I, I started working in tech. The course you did was like a first a first degree or just like a short course? So it was a short course. Short course it okay. was like a business school course. Right, right. Because by then there weren't many short courses in universities that were offering biz project management. Right. It wasn't as big as it is now. It is now, yeah. So um, I had to go pay for like a business school course which was quite expensive. But I looked at the ROI. I said, you know what? It's worth it if I pay this amount of dollars to... Uh, to, take, learn, to learn to learn and, this yes. and i make a certain number back, back then i think my first job in tech i was making 50 dollars an hour to me that was that was, that was a lot of money <laughs> um so yeah so i moved into tech and i was working in tech for a good number of years and um my last nine to five job in tech was with the city of toronto i was working as a business transformation consultant with the city uh working in the government that's a prestigious that's job a, yeah. that's a great job Work-life balance. I loved my team. It was amazing. But restlessness came again. Came knocking. Lucky word, yeah. <laughs> and this time, it was to fill a vacuum that I was feeling in my life that I wanted something more. I felt like being in tech came to me, maybe not relatively too easy, but it was something that I could do. Basically, I enjoyed. I enjoy being an analyst. I'm very analytical naturally. I'm very observant. So I would be able to bring value mm -hmm. easily to my team. But I felt like I needed a more challenge, more challenge. More challenge, yeah. And I also, I think what had planted the seed was in Canada, we'll come together a lot of times to do something called a potluck. Yes. Where you would bring food and everything. People just bring drinks. And I would always bring Nigerian food because I'm the kind of person I'm so proud to be Nigerian. Nigerian yeah. So I would either share Nigerian music, make albums for my coworkers that had Nigerian music in it, make CDs, you know, back then, or bring food. And there was always that question, how can I get this? How can I make this at home? And you know how Nigerian food is. It's very complex. It's layers of fry this, boil that. You know, it's not easy to as easy to explain as, you know, as some other meals. Some other, some other so I would tell them, don't worry, the next time I bring lunch, I'll bring some for you. You know, so because a lot of times as well, the African stores or African uh, restaurants yeah. were located in areas that were really all, like low-income areas where some of my coworkers wouldn't even visit. But why was that, know? though? Because a lot of times the rent there is cheaper for African stores to right. open or restaurants to open in. And as well, that's the density of where new immigrants can afford, can to, afford live. to live. So you go where your customers are. True. Right? True. So that's why. But, you know, you won't find... It's now maybe a few restaurants in downtown Toronto and all that are coming up uh, because people are now opening restaurants uh, with an idea of the kind of clientele you want. You're, they're not opening the restaurants... By us for us, <laughs> they open it by us for all. For they want all, yeah. Caucasians, they want Indians, they want everybody there, right? So you're now trying to invest more so that you can actually make more, mm. right? Why? So, um, so yeah, so 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 I I think that had planted the seed in me that there was a gap, but the 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 push to actually start in being an entrepreneur wasn't because I wanted to start a food business. It was just because I wanted to start a business. Mm. But when you're starting a business, you have to look at the industry, look at the market, and look for a gap. 
Yeah. And uh, the gap for me came as food, right? There were other gaps, but the gap for food was the one that really triggered me and made me excited. Mm. And so that's how I started. And I always reference this to to God. You know, I, I'm the one that said, you know, we're not talking about religion, <laughs> but hey. <laughs> no, I mean, we can't take that um, out, no. Yeah, I reference it to God just, ans- it's an answered prayer out of action. You know, some people wait for an answered prayer, but they take no action. Yeah. I had taken action. I'd prayed about it. I had written it down. Um, and I'd said, God, I want something. I want to create something. And I want to do something that everyone around the world will want to buy. Want to buy. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Right. So when that idea came, it came like a flood. The name, the it's super brand name, the logo, everything came to me like just a whoosh. And I remember that day going to my computer, searching the, for the URL, and I'm like, how is this not taking? <laughs> it super sounds so simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's one of the simplicity of the brand name is one of the things that people say, oh, wow, I love the I, name. Yeah. It's super, you know, because it takes from the fact from the of being super, super amazing, yes. yeah. but it's also super, super like, yeah. you know, the coining of the name and all that. So, um, and I, f- I still reference that to just... You know, sometimes when you're in the lowest time of your life or something, you're going through stuff. Those are the times when the greatest, the greatest um, ideas, uh, ideas or come, things come, come, come right? So come mind, don't yeah. don't question those times of struggle because a lot of times it leads to even things that you never thought that you could do. Amazing, amazing. Um, my my next question for I mean, so now you started it super. Now you started a business. Did you target? Was it super targeted to Africans? Another my, my my other question was, at the wave started then, did you did you think that okay you know what, as this brand is growing and more there are more Nigerians Africans coming up to Canada I'm going to sell mm-hmm. to them or your your thought process when you started the super was I want to try and introduce a new kind of sauce a new mm-hmm. kind of soup to non Africans um, the Europeans the Canadians what was your what was your thinking who did you who did you I mean, the first draft, who, who, who was, was, who, who was going to be your target market here, your, your yeah. target customer? So, even though it's an African, uh, like, made brand, made brand African, African so yeah. authentic, mm-hmm. my main customer is not African. And my main, my, I, I have African customers, but I don't focus on Africans being my main customer because we, as Africans as well, sometimes have the, culture or mindset that she be that her is it not tomato and pepe that you want to sell for ten dollars so and i don't blame them because um sometimes they're coming to that foreign country and to them the atadini is not exotic not, yeah. right so the africans that buy for me they buy for convenience instead of going to the stress of yeah they, they buy for me for the convenience and the nostalgia of home the other Africans that buy from me are those who, aside from convenience, maybe don't just, maybe they were raised in Canada. They don't really know how to make it the way mom makes mom, it. Yeah. So they, but the main customer for me are the Caucasians, the Jamaica, the, like the Caribbeans, um, and like other Canadians, wow. right? They're my biggest base of customer. And the main reason is because to them, this is new. This is exotic. This it's is novel, refreshing. Yes. This is something I haven't tried before. Um, so... And that's why I say I make my products. It's by us, but it's for all. It's for everyone. And I still maintain the authenticity of being African. African, yeah. Um, for my packaging, for my design. Like, when I was 
coming up with the concept of the design of my product, I wanted it to show that vibrancy of Africa. Like, you know, people look at Africa as like this dirty, <laughs> you know, hot. We live in huts and we don't have electricity. We don't have Under, anything. Un, under, underdeveloped. Underdeveloped place. and all that. They see it as muddy and dark. Yeah. But they forget, look at us, like vibrant, <laughs> like, you know, in our Ankara yeah. and everything. So I wanted that to be the sexy, hot, like vibrant yeah. impression, impression or yeah. of what Africa, and that's what Africa is to me. And so that's what I wanted the story to tell, even for my packaging. And so you notice from our packaging that it's colorful, it's vibrant. Um, and so that's the storytelling, even from, you know, when you hold the product to when you taste it, reminds you of home. Um, so that's the nostalgia coming in. And for somebody who, who has never been to Africa, it's like, wow. Wow, this is this how your food tastes? Is this how your food is yeah. a new, you're opening new palettes or new areas of your tongue, of your that, tongue you never, that you never knew existed. And when that spice hits you, like, <laughs> woo. <laughs> okay, so um, do you enjoy, would, would you say you enjoy first movers advantage? Because um, it's, it's super, is, is, is the first of its kind. Mm. Would, would, you, would you say you 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 are enjoying first movers advantage when it comes to um, your kind of sauce, your, mm. your kind of spices, sauce spices in Canada, mm. or there's the there's the there's a the thing where yours yours your your brand is looped mm. together with um, the other well established mm. brands, the, the the cayenne peppers, the mm. the jalapenos, and all of mm. that, or there is a bit of a separate not separation now there's a bit of distinction with your with with what you sell okay that's a great question and there are many layers to that so first movers advantage yes in that um it's something new and when i say oh i'm the first african sauce on the, on you know on the shelf on the or shelf, whatever yes. uh first african um soups on the shelf um, I can lay claim to that. But with that comes so much responsibility. True, very true. I have to educate people what an African soup is. You know, I have to, like, in that process of being one of the first to do something, you don't necessarily always be the one who benefits true. from the work that you do. From the done. work that you do. You're pretty much laying the foundation. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so one of the things I've realized is it's too much pressure on myself to be the one, to be a found, founding, to be the pioneer. founding mother. <laughs> Of a whole new industry, Over, yeah, because yeah. I don't have the dollars to do, do you, that. Do you do you see yourself like th that way? So, I mean, I would see myself as one of the people that, if they're pointing out African brands that are recognized, I would you proudly, would, I proud would be in Canada. I would be probably one of the first people that people would mention. That people would mention in that. the U.S. I would be one of at least within the top twenty for sure. Right. There are more brands in the U.S. More African, more brands. African brands. So yeah, of course. So, but I would definitely comfortably, I can confidently say that I would. How does that? How does that make you feel? It makes me feel wonderful. It makes me feel like I am playing a role. Uh, but like I said, out like you know that that piece of being in Canadian environment where you're trying to educate people on what African food is and what's, you know, West African pepper sauces. There's, you know, a lot of education that comes into that, that you have to tell them on how they can use it, you know. And so I spend a lot of more time as well trying to do videos of recipes and showing people right. what they can use it yeah, for. Yeah. Unlike even some other brands that are like Asian brands, chili oil. If I launch a chili oil brand, I don't necessarily have to educate people as much because Canadians are used to Asian food. Yes. 
So there's already been foundational people decades ago who have done that, and they have created a base for Asian food in Canada that you don't have to educate as much. So what I'm learning as I've started my brand is being more descriptive in my packaging, packaging. being more clear, even the name of the brand, being more descriptive in naming the product so that you can actually tell people, okay, use this on meat, for use this on this, like educate them on the packaging so you don't have to necessarily spend as much educating afterwards. Um, another thing is just diversifying my product line as well, right? So that that way I have, I'm able to leverage on things that are easy to um, use, easy to use, use yes. right? So um, when I started my line, it was going to be soups, sauce, sauces, and then eventually spices, spices because yeah. that's kind of the, because I lo use a lot of African spices, spices in my yeah. product. And also there's a guy, any, any industry where it comes to food, any category of food, African food is missing, right? So there's no category of food that I can't inject myself when it comes to uh, presence of African food. But for that, it's super kind of like, you know, I say, I'll say trifecta or whatever. It was <laughs> yeah. going to be soup, sauces, and spices. And spices, yes. So now part of why I'm in Nigeria is trying to actually move faster uh, when it comes to, you know, doing R&D and research for my spices right. because I bring them from here. I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm having a steady... You know, part of the problem with Nigeria is having that steady um, supply, supply. Supply. Exactly. So that's part of why I'm here to kind of make, ensure that I can do that steadily, not just for my products, my because the, the spices are ingredient for my other products, but also as 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 a as a spice or as a product on its own as well. So um, I was going to ask when you talked about um, the um, current. Um, um, product range that it super mm -hmm. has. What? How many product ranges do you have in each of the categories of sauces? So soups, currently, soups. for the soups, I have three. For the sauces, I have three. Okay, can so you tell me which? So, which so um, for the soups, we have a Moroccan um, chicken soup. Right. Um, we have a paprika soup, which uh, has carrots in as well. So it's carrots and paprika, and that's a vegan soup because I launched that because I wanted to have a soup that would be spicy but and also, also vegetarians can vegetarians can, and vegans can, actually, can enjoy can because enjoy. the average african <laughs> is nothing close to being vegetarian or vegan so Bridge. i wanted to be able to okay. you know uh, because when i first started i didn't have any market. vegan uh product so and you know there was a lot of like questions like oh when are you going to launch something okay. vegan vegan so i launched that a simple base soup and then i have a chili soup chili is basically beans ewa. Yes. so it's a bean soup um so it has beans and like you know um traditionally the way we eat beans is that we um put crayfish and fish products mm -hmm. but this in in as a canadian now and calling an afrofusion line i made it like have um, meat products instead because that's what Canadians are more okay, comfortable with. with. Initially, I'd launched a fish pepper soup, and so that was one of my first, my other products. So I did have four soups initially, um, but I discontinued that because I realized that um, my main customer, right, um, was weirded out by fish in broth. <laughs> that's... It's like fish swimming in water. In water. <laughs> so my main customer for the fish pepper soup was Africans African. and Asians and mm. Caribbeans. Caribbeans also have something called a fish tea. So to them, it was like, oh, this tastes and reminds me of home. But like I said, they're not my main customer. So if I was going to 
scale up and expand with that product, that product was not doing well enough for me to continue, go continue. continue. So I will still eventually launch a pepper soup product, but it will be chicken or meat, right. something that my main customer is more comfortable with. And they're used to fish being dry, dry right. being on a grill or being battered. Not in the water because <laughs> mm. it reminds them of it of being that in, it, in, in it, its natural it being habitat. Alive. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Ladi, but just yeah. just this question that, um, as a as an immigrant coming in who is still in you are st- would, would you would you say would you say you are comfortable with you are you've you've ingrained yourself in the co- Canadian culture or just uh, or last or you've learned everything there is to learn. I mean, you are. Oh no. I haven't, I haven't, I've, you haven't I've, I've, no, cause I haven't even, I mean, I know a lot about Canadian culture, but then Canadian, Canadian culture, sometimes you ask yourself, what is Canadian culture? Is it the native Aboriginal Indians? Is it like the, yeah, because it's, now you have, you have people from different yes, cultures coming exactly. in and it's not so, like a potpourri of, exa- that's exactly of, it, of, of people of, of different people cultures. Of from different cultures. Exactly. Cause so, why, why mm-hmm. ask is. So what, what what is the place of because you just talked about that, that you have to pull a brand mm-hmm. from the market mm-hmm. because the response was low. Yes. So what happens when you see a certain demand for a new kind of product? Yes. Do you pay, so what what's, what be your thought process? Would you pay much to that? That's and, a very good question. Yes. So so after when 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 I discontinued that product, the there's fish. another product that I actually discontinued that had great reviews, the peanut soup. So what happened to that? Uh, because it's hard to expand with peanuts in soup because in Canada, in Canada, most times peanuts is only used for like granola or bars or as a, as a snack. It's used for snack products or desserts, not used in soup. So right. granola soup, I had to discontinue because I couldn't scale with that because I couldn't find anybody that would help me manufacture peanuts right. um, because of the allergen um, that peanuts, you know, the allergen issue. So that was a product. That is a product that people still ask for, for me today. Are People you, ask about co- the fish pepper soup, but that chicken, <laughs> oh my God, I get comments every other time. When are you bringing it back? And so I do want to bring that product back, but I don't know how yet. How yet, yes. So so that's the peanut soup. So that's an example of something that you have to pull out, not because, not because of you, the, the market wants it, but because of the, the restrictions that you have like, due to the environment. Due to the environment, okay. And then, so, so based on like realizing, okay, now I have my soups. I had one sauce, and then I launched two other sauces. So now I have the Atadinde sauce, which is the, which I call the West African pepper sauce. Then I have the Ayimashe sauce, which I call the green pepper sauce. Right. And then I have the peri peri sauce, which is like you know peri right. peri. Um, and they are you know doing amazing so far. Uh, we just launched the other sauces this year. Um, so one of the the reasons why I'm starting to also move on to also having the spices is because I want to, I want, you know, they always say Caucasians don't know how to flavor their chicken and flavor their food yeah. and all that. So I want to introduce them to more flavorful spices and as well, even just the base spices, like a cayenne. One of the times when I was starting my new, my starting my soups, so, I was yeah. talking to a food developer and he was telling me, I, w- I was trying to source, um, with cayenne uh, as one of the spices that I was going to use. And the complications of bringing it from here, I was like, oh, maybe I should just use this cayenne that is there. And he was like, no, Lola, don't even try it because the cayenne, that cayenne that you gave me is one of your, I mean, it's one of your key unique factors Mm. of your brand. And so the flavor, the aroma of that cayenne is unique. And so don't change it. So 
that also lets me know that you know the kind that comes from here it's is different. is different, and uh, more people should try it. Should try it. Yeah. How do you do um, your soups? Are they are they dry or they they they? No, uh, so they're fresh. So, so how do you how do you fridge. deal? How do you how do you um, in terms of storage? Yes. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> there are some things that you realize after you start. You're like, hey, hey God, as in, wait, who, wait, who, who sent me message? Oh, hey, God, because Sorry. fridge freezer products yeah. is a lot of stress. Like, but it's not because there's no light. Oh, there's light. No, in there's light. Oh, twenty four seven. But the issue is because it's just it's not as easy as like a product that I can just put pick on the shelf pick on the shelf or I can even for storage for me I can just rent a U-Haul and just forget it in there or mm. put it in my garage right right for fresh frozen products you have to actually rent a space that is controlled and that costs money when you're delivering you have to you can't just use any transport you have to use transport that is refrigerated or frozen uh, trucks so that adds more expense Expenses, to it and so as a small brand I'm competing with big brands that have all this already you know covered they even have their own trucks but you want to price yourself in, in a reasonable amount that you know people are not customers are not going to look like okay I know it's nice but right now I only have $20 in my pocket I can't spend uh, yeah. it on it super mm-hmm. I, I just buy Campbell's right so you're trying to balance that cost of expense as a small brand to trying to be competitive and it's really it's a huge struggle uh, for me so uh, one of the things that I've realized to do is that you have to have you always have to have something in your brand that is attractive but may not necessarily be the main the main money the maker. main money market yeah it's so also real people in exactly so you have to be able to have products within your brand diversify your product line um, so that that way you can have a balance and you can also have a balance when it comes to seasons mm. because in the Canadian environment is very seasonal. We have the winter and in the summertime, soups don't sell as much because people are outside, people are outside yeah. and people are having salads. They <laughs> want to watch their way. They're just like not eating hot food. It's not like our culture where we think of soup as a meal. They think of soup as something to keep themselves warm. Mm. So, um, and realizing that made me think, okay, I have to have other products that are not determined by the weather. Right. Right? So people use sauces all the time. People use spices all the time, whether it's hot or cold outside. And even more in the summertime, people use sauces because they want to grill. They want to do other things. So yes. that balances the, the downtime of my other products. And, you know. Okay. So, yeah. So those are, that's why you want to diversify your right, portfolio right. so that when one is down, you have something else, you know, keeping the team up. Yeah, the the other the other day we're talking when we're talking about the the gentleman who bought I think he bought your spices and he said he used it to um, marinate his chicken. Yes, yeah. at Atadindi. At yes, to so so. And so, I was like Atadindi to marinate <laughs> chicken. Even when I heard it, I was like, yeah. So my 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 question is, um um, sometimes do, do the clients do they do so so when you, when you hear things like that where mm-hmm. they find other uses for mm-hmm. your products. Does that give you a light bulb moment where you mm-hmm. tell yourself, okay, why don't I develop this this way where you remember when you talked about sometimes you have to tell people how to use mm-hmm. your um, products. Like yeah. you have to give like a manual, you have yeah. to do um, mm-hmm. YouTube and mm-hmm. all of that. So, <clears throat> excuse me, the, 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 quest, quest, the question I'm, 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 I'm asking is, so your products now, mm-hmm. for instance, do you do... Do you um, 
like will there be an evolution in terms of okay no no scratch that, that, that's not that, that's that's not that's not the direction I'm taking it mm-hmm. instead of teaching them how to how to use it mm-hmm. why not do you do you see do, do you see a situation where you push it to them and say you know what this is what this is this figure mm-hmm. out how to use it I think no matter how much education you do, there are still customers that will buy it and just wing it. <laughs> exactly. Right? So some of them will share with me that they used it to make, they added it into a um, dip that they use for chips. For chips, Into yes. like um, um, a dip that had um, hummus. They use it to flavor their hummus. I don't eat hummus as an African. I, I Well, Africans eat hummus, but not my part not of Africa. Not your part, yeah. So... Um, it's hummus is not a dip that I would buy necessarily, right? But so I wouldn't um, think of it immediately. But it made sense because atadini is flavorful, mm. and if you want to spice, it's savory, and exactly. if you want to spice your hummus and give it a little bit of like that oil or whatever in it and the spice, it makes sense, right? So there are things that people will come up with because they have tried the product and they think, hmm, I think it will work well with this, There could well be more this, uses right? for that, yes, Exactly. Yes. For example, there was a day I had some leftover um, uh, noodle soup that I got from an Asian restaurant and I wanted to, you know, just give it more flavor and I was like, oh, what can I put into it? I don't want to just put, you know, um, atagungo or just pepper in pepper it. Pepper in it, yeah. So I was like, oh, let me put some of the ayimashe yeah. in it because my ayimashe that I make uh, there, it's, I the the oil base is vegetable oil, it's not palm oil. Palm oil, okay, okay. So because obviously sourcing palm oil and it was just and there's just a lot of negative that's a whole nother story. <laughs> a lot of negative press about palm oil. So I didn't want that to, you know, dirty or soil the product itself. Um um which obviously that issue is something that annoys me, the whole palm oil thing. Uh but anyway, Back to what I was saying, I put the green pepper sauce in in the noodle soup. The noodle soup. Oh my god, the yes. flavor was amazing, and I only did that just because I had leftover noodles uh, that I bought. It's not like I make noodles myself. I'm not Asian, mm. but that's something that Asians can do if yeah. they have it because it's a pepper sauce at the end of the day, right? Um, so I think. You know, when you're in a certain situation and you're looking in your fridge and you're looking for something to make and you're hungry, you can just experiment. And think that's one of the things that, um, you know, I try to let my customers know that you can use this. It's so versatile. Our sauces are very versatile. Yeah. Like I said, we never would, no Nigerian would really use atadini exactly. for grilling. For grilling, ex- exactly. But I've... when that guy told me, it was like, oh, wow, it was fantastic. I use it for good. I was like, wait, are you talking about the peri-peri? He said, no, the atadini. I was like, oh, interesting. I mean, I feel that because this is something we are used to, we've used to, we are used to all all our lives. Like mm-hmm. we we have seen it in a certain manner. Yeah, it has to take people that are not used to it to make us see it in a different, different way. way. So yeah. so so amazing. So exactly. let's let's talk about um, it's super. How mm-hmm. how have you been able to pivot to to increase capacity? Um, mm. um, how easy or otherwise is it? Have you ever taken a loan for your business? Mm. How yeah. how easy or otherwise is it to get? I mean, here for 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 Nigeria, especially SMEs in Nigeria, mm-hmm. um, the banks make you j- jump mm-hmm. jump so many hoops, yeah. um, and it's it's a lot of people. You find a lot of people bootstrap. A lot of people yeah. have to get loans from friends and family. Yes. A lot of people take a lot of stringent loans that end up killing their businesses. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. how easy or otherwise is it to access financing for your business over there in Canada? It's very difficult. And the thing with Canada or abroad is 
their opportunities to right. get the loans. But because when you're a first-generation immigrant, like myself, um, you're still building your credit. So I've gotten to a point in my... By the time I started my business, I um, already, you know, had investments, investments houses. Yes. Like, I already had investment. I had a great job and all that. So my story is a little different than most first-generation immigrants um, there. Um, because by the time I had my idea for a business, I'd already, you know, gotten to a certain point in my in my in age and in career mm-hmm. and all that. But a lot of black, you know, women, immigrants, um, there are so many things that are set up against me mm. to be able to, you know, advance when it comes to getting loans or even getting credits and all that. So a lot of times when I started, I focused on getting grants. And I tell people a lot of times that the reasons why you're marginalized or the reasons why you're at a disadvantage is why people also want to help you. Yeah. So the fact that I'm a woman, there are a lot of organizations that are, that are set up to help women in business. The fact that I'm black, there are a lot of organizations set up to being, you know, of a certain race. race yeah. um, and then the fact that, you know, I'm an immigrant, you know, there are all those things that are disadvantages in general, but they're... Um, incubators, um, hubs and um, incubators and all that have been set up. And through those things, uh, I was able to like get some grants here and there. Um, I was able to get grants from the government to hire employees, summer employees and interns. So that has helped me save money in certain areas that has helped me with the business. But a lot of times when I started the business, I actually had to take my, use my money to run the business for a long time. And I've pretty much done that i haven't gotten i haven't actually gotten a like actual loan business loan. i okay. I've getting to that point where i need to um do that uh especially when i'm trying as i'm trying to expand but um um right now i've just been just running it uh from my own personal, personal funds because i don't have the friends and family <laughs> money because my friends and family money in nigeria won't go far won't go far in yeah. when with the fx rates and everything so and my parents are retired so um, it's, I'm not at the point where I can actually get that kind of, uh, influx of funds from friends and family. So it's really just been, um, my husband and I just supporting, uh, my husband is an entrepreneur as well. So, yeah, um, he understands, uh, but there's sometimes the food business is a little different because he's in tech, he's an entrepreneur in tech. One plus one is equals to two generally. <laughs> yeah. But food is like, this is your food business. When is the money going the to numbers, come? Out? When are the it's numbers going clear, to? <laughs> you know, and it's also food business when it comes to food product is also different because it's not as, like, it's not as quick yes. as a restaurant, a restaurant business. Restaurant business, yes. A restaurant business, there are ideas that I've had for my food brand that I can't go from concept to launching as quickly, as swiftly as if I had a restaurant, I can say, oh, I want to test this new product mm-hmm. tomorrow on the menu. We're adding it as a special. Mm. I can't do that with yeah. a food brand because there's a lot of things labeling. There's so many things that, you know, testing, all that that I need to do before I can actually launch it to sell. Do you have to go through the FDA hoop also? Yeah, so FDA is for the U.S. Um, uh, but yeah, we have our own health. Yes, health. Food, yes, health, yes. food safety uh, organization as well. Is it, is it? Does it turn around fast to get to get? So 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 you don't actually have to go through. So there are two things. If you have your own manufacturing um, factory or or uh, place, right. then yes, you have to. They'll have to come. Um, um, they have to come check every other day, depending on the kind of every other week, I guess. I'm not sure how the um, how often they often, come. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you have a meat product, I think the CFIA comes in every other day or whatever. Um, so 
that's what you need to do. But for myself, because I have a manufacturer that produces for me now, right. they are the ones who take we'll care of that. I don't headaches. need to deal with that. Right. But if you have your own facility, then you have to take have that taken care of. Um, and they come check and so that you can be accredited as uh, meeting the health standards. Uh, but, I mean, you can start without... Um, um, you have to just follow the regulations of mm-hmm. the environment that you're in. So there are some places in Canada that you can cook from home and sell um, to the public. But in Ontario and a lot of cities, you can't do that. You can't cook from home. And so you have to go to an environment that is approved, that is out of your home, right. that you cook and sell. So, you know, if somebody owns a restaurant, you're already in a place that is approved. But for me, I had to go to a food hub or like a shared kitchen. Right. right, so that I could actually make my product and sell. So that's already stepping out of my comfort zone, zone yeah. to do that. And you have to book per hour, pay per hour, all that stuff. Okay. So, so there's like, um, but I mean, it's what I've also learned is start small. Like what I'm doing with my lines coming is, um, I'm not overly spending too much on design. I'm not over because I think for me when I first started, I was trying to make a really great <laughs> impression. impression. I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to be like other um, African brands that were stuck in the African, African store. Yes. I wanted to be able to sit on a shelf with an appeal to an appeal to anyone. anyone so yes. I spent a lot of time and effort, which was good. Uh, but I realized that okay, now it super has a name for itself and is known for quality and known for good stuff. I don't need to spend too much on just making customized packaging and mm. customize this and all that. I think the key thing is just making sure that the product sells well and I'm storytelling well. Um, and so that's part of my focus and strategy for 2023 right. to actually do more storytelling because people don't necessarily buy the product. They buy the person behind the product. True. Very true. And so, you know, like you now, you, 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 from head to toe is outspoken. <laughs> you are speaking outspoken all day. Yeah. So I see you and I'm like, oh, you know, where did you buy this? And, you know, you, you, you're selling your brand. Yes. So I can't wear soup on my body. Yeah, of course. But at least I can speak, speak about, about it, it and yeah. be about it and be about food culture and be about food and culture, which is what it's super's um, um, kind of mission is to be able to make African food or just food culture more like interesting and more appealing to people so that's part of my mandate and so storytelling when it comes to that not just putting shoving it super Into space, the brand down people's uh, but the the mission behind the brand right. is what i'm really trying to market more what's the what's the what's the plan for super for the next five years well the plan for it super um is to continue to grow hopefully get into the U.S. market. That's yes, one of I'm my key focuses the, the, the because yeah. that's where I think there's a huge, bigger market Markets. for um, uh, diverse foods and interest in diverse foods as well. Um, and so that's the plan, um, to have more uh, products, innovate even within my products as well, look for ways to, because the economy, you know, the recession, all that is affecting right. um a cost of goods. Things are so expensive. The products that we use to make our products, <laughs> our end products, products. the ingredients, uh, the meats, the oil, like vegetable oil or oil that we used to use as a base to fry on even onions. Everything is so expensive. Uh, and you can't put all that cost on your on customer because the customer, yes, the customer yes. too, 
are going to, to figure, mortgage, rent, everything is going up. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it's a, it's a situation where I have to balance it all. So I'm trying to look for ways to ensure that I can, you know, create a, a brand that is just as good, but, you know, find ways to ensure that the quality remains the same, but the pricing is reasonable in a way whereby I can make money and the customers will buy it as well. So those are some of the things that I really need to work okay. on. Um, but just expanding the line, creating more sauces, creating spices, just expanding the line and creating more variety for, for our customers. Do you see collaborations with um, African restaurants? African. Yes. So there's actually an African restaurant that is interested in using... So food service is one of the things that I really want to focus on for the okay. sauces right. as well uh, because our sauces are amazing and they're good dipping mm-hmm. uh, that people can use uh, to even make products. So I, that's one of the things I also want to do is working with African um, restaurants as well. Um, and I'm actually in the process of you know figuring out my food service um, sizing, sizing for okay. the sauces. Do we, do, 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 should we look out for an it's super restaurant? Oh no, <laughs> that it is, is it not the spirit for me. of your restlessness. No, that would never happen. <laughs> that would never happen. Never. And I, they say never say never. That that, that one I am very, very sure. sure. Of. I am very sure of that. I do not want to go into the restaurant business. I know that for sure. I can invest in it. Mm-hmm. Maybe be somebody who invests in something that I know. Okay. But I would not be involved in the day to day of a restaurant business. Never. No. Not for me. It's to the grind. Nah. I can't do it. It's too much sleepless nights. Nah. That's that's that. That I am very sure. Of. Okay. okay. So um um in closing, so um, what would you say to that immigrant um African immigrant who is who has moved to not just Canada, moving to a new country mm-hmm. where that has a a mix of cultures, races, um, who. I have a business. I have a I have a job, but my calling is is to pioneer products mm-hmm. to do something. But I'm scared. Um, what would you What would you say to that person who is starting something in a new new country, and you know, um, just needs that encouragement? What would you say to that person? I would say that just don't let the barriers stop you. Um, an idea is only as good as its execution. Okay. So if you have an idea. Start somewhere. Write it down. Make make it like note it down. Note your plan. Note the vision that you have for yourself. And you know, one way or the other, you know, because you've already put it down, you've already started taking action on it. You know, you meet someone one day that says something about, like, for example, because I'd started working on trying to figure out the spite the import export just on the radio i don't really listen to nigerian radio but the driver had put the radio on somebody was talking about exporting from nigeria and i googled the man's name i was like oh okay i'm going to reach out to this person the universe sometimes will put things yes you know so i'm like randomly on a nigerian radio station there's somebody talking about like you know exporting and the kind of products that Mm -hmm. you can export and how to do it and all that so i think it's just putting it down and then taking the action. Remember, I said it super came as an answer, um, uh, an answer prayer the, to, to, to action that I had taken. Yeah. So I'd already started taking the action, doing my research, going to educate myself about the food industry, all that stuff. And I, in the process, found mentors, um, educated myself about how to launch a food brand, all those things. So you have to put the action in, like, take action and mm-hmm. put 
work into it. But don't let those barriers, like, you know, I've mentioned, you know, um, if you have to get a second job, like I mentioned, you know, I was at the point where I'd had some savings and my husband could support me. But you could be single, have one job, but get another job. If that's what it takes to follow your dreams, do what it takes to follow your dreams, right? And then, um, you know, it it will come together. It will come together. There's so many successful people, successful Nigerians, successful black people in Canada and North America. They're doing really, really well. well. So the struggles are there, the barriers are there, but Nigerians they carry last. We're gonna carry last. Nigerians they carry last. <laughs> like I bet you, um, a lot of times when you go into an office and you see a black person that is maybe mid-level executive or whatever, a lot of times they're Nigerians. Nigerians. So Nigerians are doing shout really well us. abroad. Yeah, shout out to Nigerians. Shout out to People us. try to give us a bad name, but man, we're doing well. We're doing well yes, out so. there. Yes, the so. things that make us bad are also the things that make that us great it's so amazing <laughs> like 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 it's so so amazing yeah yeah that, that, that that's 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 what i wanted to um even um comment on when you said yeah. the things that uh, seem to be like a um like like when you said you're black yeah, woman, yeah. yes end up being the what will give you that stepping stone mm-hmm, too mm-hmm. um so another question is the wave the current wave of um um in, of jackpot do you think it is it's it has or it's it will help um it's super in um in up in up in the appeal to reaching the length and breadth of canada i believe so i believe that and so that's why when sometimes people say oh somebody else is launching a sauce brand an african brand or somebody else is launching mm-hmm. something that is also i'm like that's good because the more people are in my category, category. then I, we actually have a category At, yes yes true right true. if you are the only one in that category then you don't have a category At, yes yes right so um so more people that are african from you know coming to canada then obviously the more interest um the more that there is a request there's more requests for oh why do we have to go to the African store? Can you guys can, sell can you Gary? Guys can you guys sell this? Because now there's actually a need and a want for it. Can you guys sell, you know, oh, I miss having Zobo. I miss having this. Mm. I miss having, you know, those, so those are the kind of things that, um, um, you know, and speaking of Zobo, I actually just remembered something that I was going to answer to one of your questions. Yeah. I can't remember the question you asked, but you asked something about, about the product diversity, and, product yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, diversity and, product line. And I went in this summer, I had a festival that I collaborated with a chef and we created a line of products. And that's one of the reasons why I say I would never open a restaurant <laughs> because we spent hours making this product. My husband even joined me. We slept at like, we went, we left that kitchen like 2 a.m., Doing the prep work. Prep work for kitchen work is a lot of work. So, and obviously Canada, labor is expensive. Yeah. So, uh, we spent so much time making the products. Anyway, it did really well at the festival. But do you know which one was the most exciting thing? This, this, the Zobo, Zobo drink that I Zobo. made. Yeah. Even though I didn't make so much of it, this, the, the time and effort it took to make the Zobo drink for the... ROI that I got <laughs> in comparison yeah. to the time and so effort uh, yeah. it took for the meal. Yeah. I'm like, man, like say we people go. kept coming back for the beverage. I was like, okay, now spice beverage now. <laughs> Should be not spice. I put it, I put cloves, I put ginger. Now spice beverage. Wow. So, wow. so then you, you have to th- kind of like always be open-minded. open-minded yes. And like yes. I said, there's always a category, every category, the beverage category, the spice category, the sauce, the soup, every category, the flower category, like everything, baking, every category needs an influx of African flair and African spice. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no category that 
I feel like Africans can't have an impact. Have an impact, in. yeah. From 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 studying communications to yeah. career in finance to it's super. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Lady, for and tech. And tech, yes, tech. I forgot that tech. <laughs> wow, you've you've been around. You've I've been, been around. around. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wishing you all the best with it. Yeah, super. Thank um, you. Um, I'm sure the next time in Nigeria, you will stop by the port to give us some update on updates on how on how on how things are. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Lady, yeah, for stopping yeah, yeah. by. Thanks for having me. You're and um, I'm, you know, proud to see everything that you're doing from the playful show life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so in don't school. tell about that. Don't <laughs> tell about that. We are serious. We are serious. You know, to you know, just seeing everything thank that you. you're achieving and even the podcast. I think this is amazing. Thank you. you know, thank telling you. storytelling and sharing other people's experiences yes, yes, and stories. Yes. Podcasts are uh, one of, there's a podcast called How I Built This that also, similar to what you're right. doing, it brings entrepreneurs mainly in the food space okay. and talks about like their achievements and how they did it. And when I listen to some of the hardships that those people have gone through, I'm like, so, okay, I'm not alone in this. People okay. also go through similar things. So it's it's inspiring, it's encouraging, and I'm sure you've been inspired by a lot of yes, people of you've course, met as of well. Of course, of course. I mean, yeah. a lot of people see the shine, you know, but the grits and a lot of that, which mm. is usually hidden that is what i want to hear and yeah. that's and that's why this platform exists to give mm-hmm. people to tell people that i did not wake up like this mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. it was a long, long arduous journey. journey to get yeah. to where we are yeah. um how do we find how do we find it's it's super for our listeners in canada right? so for our listeners in canada you can purchase online at www.itsuper.com uh, we're also in Sobe stores in Ontario and Whole Foods stores in Ontario and other mom and pop stores. You can check our website for locations. Uh, and hopefully soon, we, by next year, that's one of my goals, to get into Western Canada, which is the other parts of Canada, Canada. Um, and then as well the U.S. So, right. yeah, but... Yeah. Your your social media platforms for it's super. Um, so it's it's super dot com. It's super is I T double S O U P E R. Uh, so it's just at it's super. It's all pl- my platforms, platforms are. Website is it's super dot com, and all the other platform address it's super. Right, 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 right. So yes, 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 yes. We had we've had Lola Day at the Emmy on the pod. Find us on on, on Instagram and Twitter at Coffee Beans Pod C O double F double E. B-E-A-N-S-P-O-D. Send us an email, coffeebeanspod at gmail.com. I have a day job. <laughs> and so so find so follow us, find us at Outspoken Clothiers. Till the next episode, till the next time you hear from me and I hear from you, drink coffee, stay inspired. <laughs>